Welcome to Monday Podcast. This is Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And we're here in Genesis 19. 19 is right. Do you want to start reading? Yeah, this is about Sodom and Gomorrah. And that, I mean, we don't know this for sure, but there Mm -hmm. are some cool documentaries out there that talk about like where was Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. Because they were, I mean, spoiler alert, they're going to be completely destroyed in this chapter. But they do believe they found possibly where they're at. And that Mm -hmm. is south of the Southern Dead Sea area. Um, of of Israel. So. Yes, yeah, is it actually under the, the documentary you you're yeah, referring some to? Yeah, it was like under actually under the, the Dead, Dead Sea. sea yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, here's Genesis 19. It says, That evening, the two angels came to the entrance of the city of Sodom. Lot was sitting there, and when he saw them, he stood up to meet them, then welcomed them, bowed his face to the ground, said, My lords, he said, come to my home to wash your feet, and be my guest for the night. You may get up early in the morning and be on your way again. You know, there, there is an interesting side story when it comes to Lot and his decision. When Abram gave them the choice, where would you like to choose your land? And he looked towards the plain and the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, and that was attractive to him. So he went that direction. He started off, he was living outside of the city, or he was in the plain, and then he wound up living outside of the city. Now we find him, he's sitting in the gates of the city. I mean, he's accepted, he's one of them. Yeah. And as we're going to find out now, in the, the chapter, if you read yesterday, the chapter before this, these angels of God came and spoke with Abram about destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abram just was pleading with God, would you, would you spare the city if there's just a handful of people that are righteous? Yeah. And so we see how wicked the city was, yeah. and Lot found himself to be very comfortable among well, those I people. Well, never, I never put that together as far as Lot choosing to go towards Sodom and Gomorrah, then lived outside the city, then was inside the city. That's just kind of how lifestyles work sometimes. Too. It is. It, I mean, that? that's the direction. I mean, you and I are pastors. We see people walk away from the church a lot mm-hmm. of times. Walk. Away. I'm not saying God is the church or church is God, but the two go hand in hand. A lot of yeah. times people just walk away from church. They walk away from God. And it's just a little bit. It's just like this little, you know, I'm kind of, kind of distance myself. And then all of a sudden they're it's one step gone. at a time, and it's often early in the process I get to be concerned for people begin praying for them because I see those initial steps, and it just raises red flags because I, I've seen it so many times over the years. Those initial led, uh, early steps, they lead to more steps that eventually put the person in jeopardy. Yeah. Go ahead and continue reading then. All right, we'll continue. This is, they, they replied, oh, no. Well, We'll just spend the night out here in the city square. But Lot insisted. So at last they went home with him. Lot prepared a feast for them, complete with fresh bread made without yeast, and they ate. But before they retired for the night, all the men of Sodom, young and old, came from all over the city and surrounded the house. They shouted to Lot, Where are the two men who came to spend the night with you? Bring them out to us that we may have sex with them. So Lot speaks a little bit about what kind of people lived in this community. Yeah. So Lot stepped outside to talk with them, shutting the door behind them. Please, my brothers, he begged, don't do such a wicked thing. Look, I have two virgin daughters. Let me bring them out to you, and you can do with them as you wish. But please leave these men alone, for they are my guests and under my protection. Can you believe that? My goodness. Unbelievable. Yeah. Stand back, they shouted. This fellow came to town as an outsider. Now he's acting like our judge. We'll treat you far worse than those other men. And they lunged toward Lot to break down the door. But the two angels reached out, pulled Lot into the house, and bolted the door. Then they blinded all the men, young and old, who were at the door of the house, so they gave up trying to get inside. Meanwhile, the angels questioned Lot. 
Do you have any other relatives here in the city, they asked. Get them out of this place, your sons-in-laws, your daughters, or any, anyone else, for we are about to destroy this city completely. The outcry against this place is so great, it has reached the Lord, and he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot rushed out to tell his daughter's fiance, quick, get out of the city, the Lord is about to destroy it. But the young men thought he was only joking. At dawn the next morning, the angels became insistent. Hurry, they said to Lot. Take your wife and your two daughters who are here. Get out right now or you'll be swept away into the destruction of the city. When Lot hesitated, the angel seized his hand and the hands of his wife and two daughters and rushed rushed them to safety outside the city for the Lord is merciful. When they're safely outside the city, one of the angels ordered, run for your lives and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains or you'll be swept away. And, and this they were doing to save the man's life and his family's life, and it's almost as though they, they weren't interested. They didn't, they didn't want to be saved. Yeah. Which, and, and they were doing it on behalf of Abram because of God's connection with Abraham. Yeah. You want to take it from here? You bet. Verse 18. Oh, no, my Lord, Lot begged. You have been so gracious to me and saved my life, and you have shown such great kindness, but I cannot go to the mountains. It's like now he's choosing. I don't want to go there. Disaster would catch up to me there. And I would soon die. See, there's a small village nearby. Please let me go there instead. Don't you see how small it is? Then my life will be saved. It's like he had to be in some kind of a town. And all right, the angel said, I will grant your request. I will not destroy the the little village, but hurry, escape to it, for I can do nothing until you arrive there. This explains why that village was known as Zoar, which means little place. Lot reached the village just as the sun was rising over the horizon. Then the Lord rained down fire and burning sulfur from the sky on Sodom and Gomorrah. He utterly destroyed them, along with the other cities and villages of the plain, wiping out all the people and every bit of vegetation. But Lot's wife looked back as she was following behind him, and she turned into a pillar of salt. Abraham got up early that morning. By the way, in that area, sorry, in that area, even today, there's this big pillar of salt in that area. That people call Lot's wife. It's you know they just kind of like a little. Yeah, know, I mean it's probably, it's probably doubtful I'm sure it's that not it is, her, but, right? it, but it's yeah, just kind yes. of like a memorial in a sense. When it is interesting that you know why it was that she was destroyed this way, and of course she, she was turning around looking longingly, even though she had to flee because that's what the whole family had to do for their life. But yet she turns around longingly, wanting that lifestyle. Yeah, of being with these people. Yeah, and that does speak to us today. I mean. When we've got us taken us out of sin, how offensive, how awful is it for us to just kind of look back and remember the good old days? Yeah. It's not for us. And it does sometimes bother me. I remember even in Bible college, some of the guys that had gotten saved a little later in life and talking about the things they used to do and how they used to live. And and some of it was almost a competition of who could brag the most about how bad they were. And that is not, that should never be our approach. Instead, yeah. we should be grateful for God's mercy. Verse 27, Abraham got up early that morning and hurried out to the place where he had stood in the Lord's presence. He looked out across the plain towards Sodom and Gomorrah and watched as columns of smoke rose from the cities like smoke from a furnace. But God had listened to Abraham's request and kept Lot safe, removing him from the disaster that engulfed the cities on the plain. Even today, there's a lot of um, brimstone and sulfur in that area. You go to that area and you could smell the sulfur 
In fact, uh, I was watching a documentary a couple of weeks ago where a guy takes some of the rocks off the mountains and just lights them on fire, and the rocks stay I saw on fire. That. Yeah. So th- there is. It is just kind of cool just to see even today some of the remnants of what happened here. Yeah. Yes, the sulfur is there. Uh, and uh, in fact, that same documentary, is that the one that you mentioned where he speculates where Sodom yeah. and yep. Gomorrah were located? Yeah. yeah, it's actually fascinating. We'll mm-hmm. have to give them uh, information as to how to find that on YouTube yeah. because it is. he has a lot of fascinating documentaries. Yeah. All right, well, let's move over to the Proverbs. And we're in Proverbs 20. So Proverbs 20, how about... Uh, I just want, just real quick, are we not yeah. finishing then? Oh, did I... <laughs> well, I was like looking at. Um, oh yeah, the I guess so we have thirty through thirty six. We're going left, through. Yeah, so. we're going. I'm, I I got to the end of the paragraph and I thought we we're done. So all right, <laughs> verse thirty. Then afterward, Lot left Zoar because he was afraid of the people there, and he went to live in a cave in the mountains with his two daughters. So the town he begged to go to, it wound up not working out so well. But this is just an awful story here. Verse thirty one. Huh? One day, the older daughter said to her sister, "There are no men left anywhere in this entire area, so we can't get married like anyone, everyone else. And our father will soon be too old to have children. Come, let's get him drunk with wine, and then we will have sex with him. That way, we will preserve our family line through our father." Oh. Um, verse thirty three. So that night, they got drunk with wine, and the older daughter went in and had intercourse with her father. He was unaware of her lying down or getting up again. The next morning, the older daughter said to her younger sister, I had sex with our father last night. Let's get him drunk with wine again tonight, and you go in and have sex with him. And that way we'll preserve our family line through our father. So that night, they got him drunk with wine again, and the younger daughter went in and had intercourse with him. As before, he was unaware of her lying down or getting up again. You know, even if there was any righteousness in Lot, which I know the New Testament does refer to Lot as being righteous, or that that God did spare righteous Lot, and and there's some debate over how that term is used to describe him that way. But even if that were the case, it just shows the effects of being in the wrong place and being surrounded by the wrong people. Yeah. Because this is how his daughters now they grew up and they took on the morality of the people in the environment they were in, and this is what happens. Yep. Yep. As a result, both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their own father. When the older daughter gave birth to a son, she named him Moab. He became the ancestor of the nation now known as the Moabites, which were a problem to the Israelites uh, throughout their history. When the younger daughter gave birth to a son, she named him Benami. He became the ancestor of the nations now known as the Ammonites. Again, another nation that was a was just a real a difficulty for Israel throughout their history. Yeah. Sin always comes back to bite you. It and does. You see that play out so much here in Genesis. Well, we are in Proverbs chapter 20. Mm-hmm. You want today? to read verse 10? Yeah. It says, yeah, do you want to go to the end of verse 10 or the full verse? What do you think? Uh, unless I'm looking at the wrong chapter. I mean, it looks pretty small to me. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's false weights and unequal measures. The Lord detests double standards of every kind. Yeah. God hates double standards. And yeah, how guilt? How often can I be guilty of creating double standards for myself based on parenting and what I'm telling my girls can be a little bit different than what I'm doing myself. God hates it. You know, I think some people don't even understand what a double standard is, but essentially it's there's one standard for one person and another standard for another person. Yep. It'd be like uh, here in the office, if I had policies for everybody and then I didn't hold on to those policies myself. Mm-hmm. Or I think we're familiar with, there was a very well-known pastor who had very strict set of rules for all of the staff when it came to morality and 
men and women not being alone and come to find out uh, he was having women in his hotel room ba- breaking that old standard which opened up the door to, to yeah. all kinds of accusations and yeah. and all kinds of so the double standard thing it, it's a big thing I, I, it, it, and it's important parents it's really important for you because I talked about this just a little bit in the message last week but you'll there's, there's not a quicker way to drive your kids away than to have then for them to be able to see that you talk one way at one time and a different way in another time, that they see as hypocrisy and they see double standards that way. Yep. All right. Well, it was quite the reading for today. <laughs> you think of Genesis uh, Genesis 19. I mean, you know, today we look at this like, yeah, there's a lot of gross stuff, and it just absolutely is, but it all goes back to sin. Sin just mm-hmm. destroys. Uh, sin is disgusting, and we should see it for what it is. We were called to live holy lives, so let's live holy lives and have a good standard for ourselves. Yeah, let's let's focus today on being authentic, truly followers of Jesus in everything that we do and everything we say. God bless. Have a great day. Bye.